The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. Hear the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who on this town tonight. Call me Lesnar, Sports Talk, VoiceAmerica.com, Alex Clancy in studio. Demery Lachey will be joining me later. A lot of NBA free agency to talk about today. Carmelo Anthony, LeBron James. We'll talk a couple of signings that Miami Heat have made over the past day. Talk a little Lance Stevenson, where he might end up. He turned down a five-year, $44 million deal. The Indiana Pacers offered him. He's a guy that, if scorned, could join the arrival of the Indiana Pacers, in my opinion. We'll talk a little Oscar Pistorius. The defense and prosecution have rested in the case. Closing arguments will commence August 7th. Talk a little uh, comparison to the O.J. Simpson trial and see if he has any chance of making out of this without getting any jail time. We didn't think O.J. had a chance, but he got it. And Oscar Pistorius is bigger in South Africa than O.J. was here. So it'll be interesting to see what transpires from that. Chris Bosch. Got a max contract deal for a year. $88 million offer from the Houston Rockets. I'll tell you why I think that's a perfect fit for him. And the city of Cleveland has to wait longer and longer to see its fate. Is it fair that LeBron James is making them go through this process? Is it even up to him that the media is putting Cleveland through all of this circus that is the LeBron James free agency? We'll talk about it all. 888-346-9144. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Download the podcast on iTunes. Search Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk. Download the Voice America radio app. Streams the show perfectly. Check us out. Carmelo Anthony, everything is still up in the air with regards to where he will sign. The Knicks, Bulls, Lakers are the top three. Houston and Dallas are on the second tier. Both of their chances are kind of sputtering away. The best place for him to go on paper would be Chicago. We've talked about this ad nauseum. However, Carmelo might have different ideas. They can't offer him a max deal. He'd have to play defense. He may have to share the spotlight with Joe Kim Noah and Derrick Rose if Derrick Rose comes back healthy. And he's going to have expectations right away to make a difference, which is a lot of pressure for a guy that has always just been the number one and pretty much been by himself. Never made it out of the first round of the playoffs. Powered when he was in Denver because he wanted to be traded. Was traded pretty much for the whole New York Knicks team and was again by himself. They put a few pieces around him, Tyson Chandler, etc. But obviously it wasn't enough because they only made it to the playoffs twice, I believe. And last year was an awful year for the New York Knicks franchise. They bring in Phil Jackson. 
to make a change. Derek Fisher, the head coach. And if he hasn't re-signed with the Knicks already for the extra $30 million that he'd get, as opposed to him signing somewhere else and getting a max deal for 96 total, I don't think that the New York Knicks are going to be very happy with his decision. And there's not much for him to go back to at this point. If he were to go back to the Knicks, he wouldn't have many compadres with him. Andre Bargnani coming off injury. Jarrett Smith, Iman Shumpert, still unproven. Everybody thought that he was going to be the greatest thing to come into the league. But he hasn't shown much. He did tear his ACL, which was an awful injury. uh, and, And he's made his way back from it. But I don't think that any of the names that I just mentioned are big enough to keep him there. And I don't think that the Knicks have the cap space to bring in anybody else at this point. They'd have to do a lot of maneuvering. They'd have to do a sign-and-trade with a different team to bring a player in, and I just don't see that transpiring in New York City. With regards to the Lakers, who knows? The Lakers don't have much more than the Knicks do. They have Kobe Bryant who is, he says, perfectly healthy. picture that leaked out of him having a, a beer gut while in some sort of uh, uh, tropical place putting on, a, putting on a life jacket might speak otherwise. I just don't know if, if he has enough pull at this point in his career to bring in Carmelo. I mean, Carmelo's been in the league 11 years, so it's not like he's a young pup either. I don't know how long his body will hold up. So I'm not sure if the Lakers, albeit a very sexy option to bring Carmelo in with an effort to bring back Pau Gasol, couple him with Julius Randle, and, 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 and old Steve Nash, I'm not sure if that's enough to get Carmelo to want to come there. I just don't think they have enough ammo at this point. If it's step one of two, and they can bring in a Kevin Love or they can they can bring in another formidable low post threat then maybe but this is all speculation and I think this is why top tier players love free agency so much they love being courted LeBron James Carmelo Anthony have been wanted ever since they came into the league Carmelo wanted out of Denver, so he got traded out of Denver. He never tested free agency. This is his first time. It's like Peyton Manning when Peyton Manning wanted to test free agency because he'd never been courted before. He got drafted. He stayed with the team for 15 years, and then he wanted to test the waters. It's nice to be wanted, especially with guys for guys that are so egomaniacal as these are. So with regards to Carmelo, you know, it's I, I'm ready for this to be over. I'm ready for him to pick a team and, you know, try to change his game. He's going to have to change his game with, with whatever team he goes to unless it's the Knicks. And even with the Knicks, he's going to have to, you know, learn the newly implemented triangle offense. He's going to learn to actually run an offense because the offense has always just been him. Just like LeBron, it's just giving the ball and everybody moves around where they are. The triangle offense is a very, very team-oriented offense. It's very rigid in the moves you have to make. 
the positions you have to move to, and the passes that you have to make in an effort to get an easy bucket. And there's a lot of time for one-on-one basketball in the triangle offense. I mean, let's not let's not overlook that. But not the kind of one-on-one basketball that Carmelo Anthony is used to. So Demery just joined me in studio. He said L.A. yesterday. I didn't really have a decision on where where Carmelo would go. I, I just I think that he's going to need to look at the big picture at this point. And if he ever wants to win a championship or at least get out of the first round of the playoffs, he's going to have to start working as a team. He's going to have to be a team player, be selfless to a certain extent for the greater good. And I, and I, I don't know if he has, has it in him. I hope he does. You know, I hope he does because I've given him a lot of crap ever since I've been on the show. Uh, going on four years now, I've given him a lot of mess. And I think deservedly so. I think 100% deservedly so. In the grand scheme of things, if he can tweak his game, he doesn't need to change a lot. He doesn't even need to play defense. I'm not even talking about that. If he can learn how to be a team player instead of just being a point scorer, he can be a very, very viable asset to the Lakers, Bulls, or Knicks. So I'm curious to see what happens in his in, in, in his endeavors and if he can actually change his game. Because I haven't seen anything that, that would lend to that happening. Do you think, Demery, that across all athletes that have been exemplary for you know over a decade in their given sport, do you think they can change to become a team player when they haven't been from day one? Well, since I see it as the day that Carmelo's entered entered the NBA, he really hasn't um, been around a great team aspect, such as a Bulls team, such as uh, the way the Spurs interact with one another, even a Heat um, organization. Like, those are actual great teams. So with him, with his scoring, all he has to do is just fill in his scoring uh, assets to a team in that sense. But therefore, like the situation that he got thrown to Denver, being drafted, I mean, he had to just score. We just they just needed him as a scorer. They had defense. They had a big, uh, big man in um, Chris Anderson about ten years ago. Then a younger Chris Anderson. I mean, he he really didn't have to do much but score the basketball. Then he gets moved to New York, and you bring in Amari Stoudemire, Tyson Chandler, Raymond Felton. These guys are known for their defense, and so once again, he doesn't need to play defense he doesn't really need to pass he just looked as to score upon to help the Knicks win it was the other guys to me that didn't step up so Carmelo being the leader being the head uh, superstar on that team he took a lot of uh, criticism from a lot of uh, a lot you know from a lot of uh, fans and other uh, media outlets because they relied on him, like, hey, you need to step up your game. Well, he's like, you know what, I'm not used to this. I played zone defense in college. They got me a national championship. So with me playing defense, passing the basketball, I'm not used to that. So I think now players, like, in his sense, they can revamp their game once they get, choose a team that they, they know they can rely on, that they know they can depend on other players. They don't have to uh, – question his teammates in the locker room game after game because Carmelo was known for that. I don't know if you consider that part of his leadership antics, but, I mean, he he's done it. He's been in the locker room, gotten face-to-faces with Tyson Chandler, with Amari, 
with some of the players on the Knicks squad, like, hey, look, man, we, we need to step up our game. You need to do this more because you're killing me on the end. And he took a lot of grunt of it in the media. So I think with him finding a team oriented, already put together, and he could just step up, step up his role and just scoring a basketball and – yeah, playing more defense, he's going to have to rely on his defense even more to gain that championship aspect of a team and so he can get a playoff success. Yeah, I mean, and, and the uh, the only choice there is Chicago then. If that's if that's your – if that's – and, and it, you make some valid points. It, I just don't know if he has yeah. the ability to change. I, I just don't know if he can swallow his pride right. and actually be a piece of a puzzle as opposed to just being the lone wolf. Yeah, the character he is right now, it doesn't fit because, you, like you just said, he's a lone wolf. But at the same time, he's never been put in that situation. Chicago would be a great fit for him to learn, to adjust, to see what he can do in that situation. But like I said before, like I said yesterday, you know, I see him in a Laker uniform just because the way his mindset is. He wants the team to be built around him. He doesn't want to really be on that team aspect. Then why wouldn't he just stay in New York at 30 extra mil? Because, it's the same exact situation with an easier York, conference. Well, New York, like you said, the triangle offense, it's a, whole, it's a huge team-oriented offense. Carmelo wants the ball one-on-one. He wants to put the, ball in hand, put the ball in his hands, make the plays, go through him, period. He can do that uh, through, the, through the triangle, but like you said, it's a team-oriented. If the, if the whole team of the offensive team is not moving the ball or is not working, then you score no points with that offense. Kwame Lasser, Sports Talk, 888-346-9144, voiceamerica.com. On the other side of the break, I'll tell you why LeBron and Carmelo might have the same issue with whatever team they go to. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You are going global with gas. Man. Is that Matt the intern? That's here. I look, I made this show. Dude, you totally made it, man. You were doing the Big Brother tryout today. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Matt. All right, let's come on. Let's play drug code. Where'd you learn that, Cheech? Drug school. Yeah. Are we going to play porn and music or not? This program contains sexually explicit dialogue. Discretion is advised. Live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific time on the VoiceAmerica.com variety channel. Going global with gas. Man. How the hell do they know that I got gas? Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Don't know about the future. 
That's anybody's guess Ain't no good reason for getting all depressed Buy up your pad and pencil I give you a piece of my mind Kevin for those of you who don't know, that is the Blossom intro song. Kevin and Kwame like to uh, poke fun at the at the young pup over here who remembers Jenna Von Oy and uh, Mayim Balik, I think her name is, Joey Lawrence. Okay, enough, Kevin. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, wow. Kwame Lesser Sports Talk, 888-346-9144. Talking NBA free agency. On the, on, before the break, we talked about Carmelo Anthony. How he's going to have to change his game to become a team player. And I said teased that LeBron and Carmelo might have the same issue if going to specific teams and not returning to their previous ones. Well, with the Knicks, this would be Carmelo's issue. With LeBron's, it would be if he goes to Cleveland, they have to learn how to play really only in their position. LeBron's going to have to play the small forward. And we talked about yesterday how it might hinder the growth of Andrew Wiggins and Kyrie Irving if Carmelo, if uh, LeBron James goes there. Because LeBron takes over everything. That's just what he is. He is bigger than the game at this point. Not by championships, but by appearance, by physicality, by just him as a specimen is bigger than the game. And that doesn't happen very often. Maybe one player every 15, 20 years, this is what happens. You can't even say, I guess you could say to a certain extent Kobe was, but Kobe had Shaq. He had that fantastic team with Rick Fox and Derek Fisher and Ron Harper and Brian Shaw early on. You know, uh, Glenn Rice for a championship run, Mitch Richmond for a championship run. He had guys around him that were fantastic at their craft. They were some of the best of all time at what they did. And LeBron had that for a stint in Miami, but that he didn't have pieces around it. He just had the three guys and everybody else. And it shows how fantastic LeBron is on his own to be able to overcome their uh, their lack of bench, their lack of a, a center and a point guard the whole time he was in Miami. Now, seeing he goes to Cleveland, they have every piece in place except for a small forward. So if he goes there, he's going to have to learn to play as one of five and not one of three or one of one that he was in Cleveland. He's, he'll definitely have to play one of three. One he- of three? Well, they have a low post presence there. They have Tristan Thompson. Who's Do you come- really believe in Tristan Thompson? I mean, honestly, I mean, no, no, no offense taken to him, but uh, do you really like? Is he really a standout young power forward in the game? Because I, I really haven't seen too much about him. I mean, he's he's growing more and more every year. Uh huh. This is going to be his third year. Yeah, I yeah, think it's, it's, yeah. It's about third or fourth, I think fourth year. Fourth year going. It's going to yeah, be the, him and Kyrie were the same year. I, I know him and LeBron share the same agent. I know that has came out a lot, and he wants LeBron. And he's you know going to the agent, um, going to their shared agent, and um, giving him hectic news like, "Hey, get LeBron here, get LeBron here." So I understand that, but I mean, I just I, I could see LeBron still having to play. Not necessarily a point guard, shooting guard standpoint, but definitely more small forward, power forward. Maybe not. Well, I mean, in certain lineups, yeah, but I feel like Tristan Thompson's, he's 6'10". He had many double-doubles last year. Uh, him and Kyrie, th- this is kind of the package there because they came into the league together. They were highly touted. They were number one, number four pick, uh, respectively, overall that year. Uh with the with the addition of Andrew Wiggins, and you have Anderson Verge down low, who knows LeBron, who played with LeBron when LeBron was a, when LeBron was a baby, 
I mean, I feel like LeBron will have to more than ever play in his role as the small forward. And yes, he'll take over games. Yes, he'll bring the ball up the court. Yes, he'll do everything that he has done in the past, but I think to a lesser extent during the the normal flow of a game. I, I just truly believe that because if he's going to sign a five four-year deal with them for whatever whatever 96 mil, right. this is going to be for the future also. You know, this is going to be Kyrie's home for five years pending, you know, everything going all right. This is going to be Andrew Wiggins' home for sure for three or four years. So this is something for the future. And again, stunting the growth of these young kids with him just taking over games and having them just be spot-up shooters like everybody was in Cleveland will be detrimental to their future. Yeah, it definitely wouldn't turn out to be that way, though. You don't think so? Not at all, because how aggressive Kyrie Irving is with the basketball. Yeah, but you can do that when LeBron's not there. Yeah, but when the ball is in Kyrie's hand, I mean, he's still uh, one of the elite players with the ball in his hand. Like, you can't. He's not going to settle just for jump shots. He'll, yeah, he might be wide open for a three. LeBron's driving to the basket, kick it out, but he's not taking it. He's backing it out. He's going to cross you over. He's going to do what he does. And, plus, and the same thing with Andrew Wiggins. I can see Andrew Wiggins, you know, he, he wants to be that superstar of a basketball player. So he's going to be aggressive with it, not just a spot up shooter. So my, my question is to you even, even LeBron fits in, he has to play that three position. Which which will make him better, I, I believe so as well. Um, in the long run, do you see that as a championship team? No. Um, so, and that's the same question I'm asking myself because it's like, okay, if LeBron goes there, it's good on paper. It's good uh, that he's going back to Cleveland. Let's see if he can really bring them a championship, like he stated when he was baby Bron. But now it's like, okay, in realistic, you got teams that's building up like San Antonio, who's still going to be a favorite. OKC, can you see LeBron and the Cavs uh, taking those teams out? And honestly, I don't even see them probably. It'll be hard to get uh, to go against Indiana right now, even though their roster's shaking up right now with the Roy Hibbert talks. And Lance Stevenson. And Lance Stevenson probably not going to sign back. But uh, still, you know, they still have a developed – Paul George developed uh, David West, and they got – a, a great core group still t- intact with one another. And I still don't see them. Cleveland, you know, it'll be struggle to get past Indiana. So do you, as a LeBron James, um, do you, are you going there to win championships or are you going there just to make people happy? It's the best position for him to go at this point. There's the most talent there. Anywhere else that he goes. There will be talent. There's talent flowing coming into Miami, though, as well. Who? Brian uh Brian McRo- or McRoberts and uh, McRoberts Josh McRoberts came. and Danny Napier Granger came Danny Granger Stop it. Imagine if he had Josh Danny McRoberts Granger though. Danny Granger ago. standing in the corner like what LeBron does. He makes all-stars out of guys that stands in the corners. Yeah. And Josh McRoberts elbowed LeBron in the face in the playoffs. So, what? so 3 year 4 year 23 million dollars for Josh McRoberts and he gets a player option for the 4th year. That looks like <laughs> desperation to me in Miami. And Danny Granger signed two years, four mil. You know, whatever, four point two mil. So that's not that's not a lot of money. And and you know what? He'll probably start. I mean, there's a chance he could start there. Who else are going to play? Dwayne Wade is not going to come. He's not going to start. He might start in the beginning of the year, but they will relegate him to the bench. And they need a point guard. Shabazz Napier is not going to come in right now and just start. They're going to have Norris Cole as a starting point guard, which you know is fine. He doesn't play as good a defense as Mario Chalmers, but he's faster. 
I mean, there's nothing to go back to. If I were Chris Bosh, who got, we'll talk about a little bit later, who got offered the four year 88 mil from Houston, I'm gone. What do you, why would you even think about it? That's stealing money. That is steering, that that is stealing money if you're Chris Bosh. I don't know why Houston would do that, and I I think that's a perfect fit for Chris Bosh. We'll talk about that later, as I previously mentioned. So LeBron goes to Cleveland. If so, if and or when LeBron goes to Cleveland, the top three teams in the West are better than any team in the East, because you take away, you take away the magic that was in Miami for those years, and now LeBron will have help. But I think LeBron is better at carrying a team than he is in being a part of a team. He's never been a part of a team before. He's been the guy, and everybody else has been around him. So with if Andrew Wiggins works, so to answer your question, if this is a champion, is this a championship team? I don't think now. But if Andrew Wiggins can average 15 points and seven or eight rebounds a game this year, and he's a really good defender, then maybe later. But I don't think this year there's going to be so many hand mouths to feed there. Say Andrew Wiggins tears it, tears it up. Right. Then you have Kyrie, Andrew Wiggins, and the best player on the planet on one team. You're not going to make everybody happy. If they lose one playoff series, if they're the, say they're the two seed, they lose one playoff series in the Eastern Conference Finals or in the second round, then there's going to be questions. Oh, I, I didn't get the ball enough. I didn't get the ball. That's just how it works. That's how it works in the NBA because everybody, when it comes down to it, is selfish to a certain degree. You have... These upper echelon athletes, they're few and far between that is like, you know, it was a team game, blah, blah, blah. LeBron's been one of them, and he has the ability to be one of them because usually he's the one that's controlling the action. So these younger guys, he's going to have to teach these guys how to be mature and how to, you know, play as a team. So I'm not sure sure how it's going to work out. I just don't know. I don't know if the LeBron project will work again. It'll be interesting to see, and it'll be even more interesting to see if the state of Ohio blows up if LeBron doesn't go there. It would because nah, now, it's not gonna blow well, up. now everybody's like, "This is the ex-girlfriend coming back, saying, you know, yeah, I think I might want to be with you, but I might want to be with my with my current boyfriend. L- let me let me think about it. I just need some time. <laughs> I just need some time. That's exactly what it is. So, if he doesn't go back, oh boy." I don't like, see it that. I, I, it's not going to be as it's not going to be as big as when he left, obviously. But I don't see it being a big deal, even if he doesn't go back to Cleveland. I mean, yeah, the hopes are you know they're they're really hoping right now. Even Gilbert's even hoping. He took down the uh, the statement of the decade, I guess you could say. Uh, he finally took it down off the website. So yeah, you could tell like the the relationship in Cleveland is really starting to pick up again for LeBron James, but. At the end of the day, if he doesn't sign, it's like, oh well. At least we tried. You know, we we gave our efforts. Well, I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to be that big. That's of a just deal to that's just the with. Cleveland mentality right there. Yeah. Oh well, we'll get him next that's, time. That's all you hear from Cleveland. But well, well, another uh, what was I about to say? Oh, if Miami, you know, with the Bosch opting out, and if another situation that LeBron is also altering is, you know, you could tell that he's waiting to see what Carmelo's going to do. Because if Carmelo doesn't sign with these teams the next few weeks or this week or, say, next week, the talks of LeBron and Carmelo to Miami is going to pick up even more. Yeah, if Chris Bosh leaves, but that would be even more detrimental. Then going to Cleveland with 
uh, with Kyrie Irving? No, no, I'm saying it'll be more detrimental. That would be a worse decision for Carmelo and LeBron. So that means you have Carmelo, LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and that's it. You don't have any sort of low post presence. You don't have anything. You don't have anything at all. You have nobody that plays defense besides LeBron. That would be awful. That's that's like I, I don't know. That, I mean, that would be unprecedented. They can find some pieces to put together though. They'll, they'll find some. No, they some wouldn't roles. have any money. LeBron, that would be Dwayne Wade taking fifteen. That would be Dwayne Wade taking less well, money. You got Josh McRoberts and Danny Granger. So, with LeBron, Carmelo, and D Wade. Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's not a basketball team. <laughs> that that's that, that that's a that's a pickup team. That's a good roster. In the oh, East, in the get out of here with that's that! A, yeah, I mean, I that's an oxymoron. With yeah. Norris Cole, Sebastian Napier. Oh, you are out. You are outside <laughs> your mind. Carmen Lasseter Sports Talk, 888-346-9144. On the other side, we'll talk Chris Bosch, we'll talk Lance Stevenson, and we'll talk a little bit of the Blade Runner. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Lockdown Coverage. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Nostalgic. Kelly Kapowski, bro. Cormier Lasseter Sports Talk, 888-346-9144. Alex Clancy and Demery Lachey in studio. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. NBA heavy show today. We'll talk a little Oscar Pistorius towards the end of the show. Chris Bosh offered a four-year, $88 million contract by the Houston Rockets. Jeremy Lin, James Harden, 
enters small forward here because Chandler Parsons wouldn't be able to be re-signed there. Chris Bosh and Dwight Howard. You have a low post guy that has no moves outside of the paint who can rebound. You have Chris Bosh who can stretch the offense, stretch the defense, I should say. You have Jeremy Lin who's, you know, a B-minus, C-plus point guard. And you have one of the rising stars in the NBA in James Harden. I wouldn't put Jeremy Lin. I'll still go with Patrick Beverly. Yeah, well, Patrick Beverly has a lot to prove still. He he needs to get his head on right first. Yeah, he's cheap, but he can... He plays more defense than Jeremy Lin. Uh, 100% he does, but Jeremy Lin now is offensively more talented than Patrick Beverly. He just He's not as quick, but but he, he can understand an offense better. He's been in the league longer. You know, he's he, he has a better jump shot. Um, but, yes, Patrick Beverly will be the future. I just don't think right now that that's, that that's necessarily feasible. I don't know. I, honestly, I don't, I don't really believe in Jeremy Lin. Well, no, neither do I, but that's what they have right now. They should have never got yeah. rid of Goran Dragic again. They never should have got rid of him. Uh, so Chris Bosh going there. This is it's interesting to see who is actually pulling the weight at this point. Is LeBron James, which is what it looks like, or if Chris Bosh decides before LeBron decides, then that kind of makes LeBron's decision a little bit easier, doesn't it? Chris Bosh is holding up the NBA. I told you that yesterday. He, I mean, he really is holding, holding up everything because he could have been made the decision to go to Houston. I mean, why would you, how could you pass up four years, 88 million, Dwight Howard, James Harden, Jeremy Land, like a great roster there in Houston? Yeah, but he could get max money in Miami if LeBron goes That's away. That's not going to happen. I know. As, even if he does stick around in Miami and LeBron goes away, you're playing with max dollar bills with no, you're not going to win yeah. anything. Yeah. And Houston, I mean, it really depends on do you, tr- do you believe in the franchise? Do you want to leave South Beach and go to the humidity of Houston? Uh, there's still no income tax there, so so he's not missing anything yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, he's not uh, missing a dime. But I mean, you look at Dwight. I mean, you, Houston. They could be very formidable at this point because there's not a lot of, not not a lot of uh, big front lines in the West. You know, you look, take the Clippers. Blake Griffin plays soft on the defensive end. He he doesn't play his size. DeAndre Jordan blocks shots, but he he plays good defense. He's gotten better and better. That he should have won a most improved player of the year last year. Him and Goran yeah, Dragic, no I think, were one and two. But you know, it, he he did a very good job on the defensive end and give Doc Rivers all the credit in the world. But aside from that, you know, San Antonio is getting older. Oklahoma City has no front line unless Stephen Adams can can kind of come out and uh and and they got the kid from uh from Indiana, McGarry. Yeah, he's he went to Michigan, but he's Michigan, from Michigan, Indiana. Michigan. Yeah, yeah. He's okay. From so I mean, they're going to have some low post presence, but again, it's it's not it's not anything really that strong, and that's pretty much it. Portland, no. Uh, Dallas doesn't, you know. So I mean, if he goes there, that would put them in at least the top three of the West, right there, because he's only thirty years old. I always think that he's older than that. He's thirty. He has. I mean, he's he's at the at, at the peak of his of his uh, prime right now. And if he can learn how to have some sort of low post game, which is what he should work on all of the off season, then I mean, I, I could see them as a championship contender. I still don't believe in Dwight Howard, but I can see as as a whole, they can win a championship there. I mean, especially with San Antonio on the outs now. Well, on the outs, you know what I mean? In the next three or four years, they're going to be non-existent because everybody's going to be retired or gone elsewhere. Right. Popovich will retire right when Tim Duncan. I mean, it's, this, is, this was a flash in the pan, but a really long one. Right. You know, this, this was a dynasty in and of itself. 
So I think that the smart move for Chris Bosh would be to get out of South Beach and go to Houston. I truly do. And again, you're right. Take, his, take the money. I mean, are you kidding me? You're getting $22 million a year. I mean, I'm sure it'll be backloaded because that's what Houston does. They backload all of their contracts. A the new GM, who's a genius for uh, giving Jeremy Lin an offer from, Houston, uh, from, uh, from the Knicks because he really wanted him, give him too much money for the Knicks to match it, and it's all backloaded. The same with Omar Ashik when he took him from Chicago. You know, he's over half the money is owed in the last two years. And Omar Sheik, they just traded to, to Charlotte. So now they need another big guy down low. And I think Chris Bosch is perfect. Yeah. Even though he's not a traditional low post guy. He's a perfect fit. He's not going to want to go to the post. I mean, he, he's already stated that numerous times. What he needs to in Houston, though, because Dwight Howard, he's so... Dwight Howard, he's a big... He's a huge athlete. He takes up a lot of space in mm-hmm. that paint area. He mm-hmm. demands a lot of that space. So with Bosch being the stretch four that he is, uh, it would make Houston even better. Because I mean, you know, Chris Bosch, he's the ultimate side chick. And what are, the, the what side are you chick? Talking about? What I mean by that is side chick, it makes you. I, no, no, I know. The side, the side chick, chick makes is. It, it makes it makes you look so much better. It makes you feel so much better about yourself because you. At the end of the day, it's like you can look back on the side and be like, you know, I always got this in my back pocket. So with Chris Bosh filling in that role with Houston as that side piece or as that extra weapon, I mean, it, he'll make players around him so much better. He'll make James Harden game uh, better offensively, offensive-minded, because James Harden would make so many turnovers in the last minutes like, he, like he's done in the fourth quarter in this past season. Uh, it will help Dwight Howard get more. He can see more one-on-one down on low post coverage, and that's exactly what you want. Uh, that's exactly what Houston is looking for. So, I mean, Bosh, he he just needs to let you know let the brotherhood go. I'm sorry. Um, let LeBron do his own thing. Let D Wade do his own thing, and you go get yours. You can have a chance to go back home, go back to Texas, and get you and still keep you in the NBA championship perspective. I could see them taking on a team like San Antonio, like uh, Dallas, because I think Dallas has revamped their uh, roster because, the, like you were talking about, the two low present, low post presence in the West. Now you got Tyson Chandler mm-hmm. and Dirt mm-hmm. at a you know at an older age, but those are two highly yeah, capable and, and, Yeah, let's not forget that they took San Antonio to seven games in the first yeah, round exactly, of the playoffs last year. Exactly. And, and that – and they had them. Like they, I think they were they were up two one or they weren't up three one. I don't think. No. Uh, they, uh, they could have been either two one or three one. Doesn't matter. Yeah. But they were there. And Monte Ellis being being a uh, a change of pace guy there. Uh, it's great. They got they, they lost Jose Calderon. Um. So they they need a little help in the point guard position because uh, Devin Harris isn't going to do it. But with Houston, if Chris Bosh goes there through experience. I can't help but think, is Dwight Howard going to be okay with that? Is he going to be okay with sharing the spotlight with yet another person where he's not the main guy? Now he's he would potentially be number three on the totem pole. I think he would be number three on the totem pole, James Harden one, Chris Bosh two, at least two A and two B. Because two A two B. Yeah, because Dwight Howard doesn't do anything especially well. He re- well he rebounds the ball a lot. But I looked up a stat on no no no. But it's, you hate Dwight Howard. No no no. I, I looked up a stat on Elias Sports Bureau that said like w- with regards to quality rebounds and rebounds he just gets that are uh, un- uncontested. He doesn't get a lot of quality rebounds. He gets rebounds off missed free throws. 
He gets offensive rebounds on long misses, and he gets rebounds when he's all by himself. So that's that's what he does. He can jump through the roof, and for a big guy, he should have won the dunk contest that year. But Nate Robinson's four foot eight, so he won it that year when he dunked on the twelve foot rim. Right. Dwight Howard. Um, he is not. He doesn't have really an offensive game, and you would think at this point he would have every move in the book. He would have every single move in the book, but he doesn't. You know, he's got the little sweeping hook, and he's got a little floater. Uh, but Chris Bosh can do so much on the offensive side of the basketball, and having Dwight Howard behind him will allow him to not have to play that much defense. James Harden doesn't play defense. You know, so you have Patrick Beverly and Dwight Howard. Those are the guys that play defense. So I, I truly believe that Chris Bosh will be the number two guy there, and that will pose a huge issue for Dwight Howard. I don't see Chris Bosh being number two. Um, I still see Dwight Howard. I mean, he's. I mean, at the end of the day, his low post presence still needs to be respect it i mean you have to go down to him uh with, the, with your number two option even in the pick and roll sense with james harden well now heck now you got chris bosh in that pick and roll essence so dwight howard can be more freely can jump in the paint uh post up quick post up quick off pick and roll sets and look look for the lobs so therefore with him uh his offensive presence would still be has has to be still number two. You have to look down at him regardless. He's a big guy. Chris Bosch has no problem with uh being that third option. Being that two B third option. Uh next especially next to Dwight Howard and um James Harden. But at the end of the day, you know, still Dwight Howard's still known for his defense. He was what, defensive player of the year once uh once or twice, uh always first NBA defensive team. He's great on defensive end. He's great. Like that's where you get your best out of Dwight Howard. He blocks shots. He he rebounds. I mean, he he, he you'll see nights he'll get 14, 15 rebounds. It's not like he's a Roy Hibbert where it disappears, you know? I mean, yeah, can he do better? Of course. I mean, he's a freak athlete, but I think his endurance is really not that high. Uh you can tell he, he start when he starts to get tired, he gets lazy, mm-hmm. and that's where you knock Dwight Howard at. Yeah, and he's definitely had a He's definitely been coming back from a back injury for the past years, which is difficult for for a big guy. I think he's made the defensive NBA all-first team just like Kobe has. uh, Steals and blocks. Kobe gets steals and blocks from the weak side. They don't really play that great of man-up defense. Kobe's the worst defensive player to ever make the first NBA all-defensive team, and I truly believe that. we got to take a break. On the other side, Lance Stevenson for like two minutes. And then I want to talk about Oster Pistorius <laughs> and the chances of him actually getting out free from his murder trial. Carmel Lester Sports Talk, Alex Clancy, Demery Lachan Studio. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now some of you might still be in that place. If you're trying to get out, just follow me. You can try and read my lyrics off. Welcome back. Cormy Lesser Sports Talk final segment. Alex Clancy, Demery Lachey in studio, 888-346-9144. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Download the podcast on iTunes. NBA Free Agency is taking over this show today. We've talked LeBron, we've talked Carmelo, we've talked Chris Bosch, and now we get to talk about Lance Stevenson. Woohoo! Offered five-year, $44 million deal by the Indiana Pacers. He said, no, I'm worth more than that. And I, first of all, I think he should shut his mouth. That, that's me, personally. Second of all, he's too inconsistent to warrant any more money than that. I think maybe they could have given him, like, four-year, 40 mil instead of five-year, 44. So at least he can hit that $10 million plateau because that's what... People want. They want that $10 million deal at least, especially rising stars like him. But I still don't think he deserves it. I don't think Indiana's a good fit for him. I think that that would be like if Lance Stevenson was on San Antonio. Remember Steven Jackson when he played for San Antonio? Same exact thing. They got rid of him. They're like out. He was one of their best players. He made some huge shots in a final run for, for the San Antonio Spurs. But He's not good for the locker room, and I don't think he should be in Indiana. I think he needs to go somewhere, and I I have a sneaking suspicion that Miami might be coming to him with open arms if Indiana doesn't give him the money and if LeBron James leaves because he seems like the type of person that would go somewhere to piss off his former employer. (laughs) And it might be a little harsh, but I'm looking at what I've seen from his career thus far. I see many highs and a few lows. He led the league in triple doubles this year. He's young. He's freakishly talented. He's 6'7". He can handle the ball. He plays defense. He's got long arms. He can shoot the rock. I understand what he can do. But sometimes that's not enough. Sometimes, especially in the franchises of smaller market teams, you need character guys. And I don't think he's a character guy yet. I don't think that he's made turn the corner yet. And I don't know if Indiana is ready to commit to him to wait for that to happen. Because this is changing the makeup of the Indiana Pacers team. And I truly believe that he's going to go somewhere else. I don't think he's ready to be mature yet. Honestly. Yeah, I'm going to go along with that because I think this is going to be the hugest, the biggest mistake Lance Stevenson would make uh, in his basketball NBA career thus far. 
not off the court issues. But on the court, I think this would be the biggest mistake if he doesn't sign back with Indiana. I mean, it'll hurt him. Indiana, they can handle his his character. Larry Bird, he he listens to Larry Bird. He follows Larry Bird. He calls him his idol, his hero. Uh, Larry Bird can handle Lance Stevenson. And you, I really don't believe anyone else in the uh, um, NBA organization can do that from an owner's perspective, from a coaching perspective. No one else, I don't, I don't see it, can handle Lance Stevenson. The good Lance, bad Lance, whatever he calls himself, uh, Mr. Born Ready, I don't think any, any other organization can handle the way Indiana does. So, therefore, with Lance Stevenson going elsewhere, him having more money, if, they, if other teams offer it, which I highly doubt it, but if they offer him more money, uh, less years, I mean those three to four year contracts, he's just gonna he's gonna mess those deals up. Kind of yeah. like kind of like World Peace, Stephen Jackson. I mean after he goes one place and messes it up, he's just gonna get bounced around the league. So you have he reminds me of Trevor Reza when he was with the Lakers when they won a championship. He was young, but he didn't have the off the off the court issues. Let's take that away. They're pretty much the same size. Lance Stevenson's a little bit bigger and a little bit shorter. Long arms, played defense, freakishly talented. Trevor Reza decided to take the money elsewhere, and I think he regrets it now. He went to Houston, and then he went to New Orleans, and now he's bounced around the league, and, and he's fo- found a home in Washington. But we haven't heard from him in a long time. He was one of those really exciting guys. He was going to be a Lamar Odom Jr. in L.A. Everybody loved him. He played really hard. He stole the ball a lot, made big shots, but he chose money over championships. And if Lance Stevenson doesn't take this deal, to your point, it's going to haunt him. Because you have a team that's what? I mean, arguably it's a top five team in the NBA. If they sign a point guard, it can bump up to top three in my opinion. You don't mess with a good thing. And even though they had a catastrophic downturn towards the end of the year last year, I believe that this is the best fit for him. I just don't, for him, he's able to choose this. I just think that the reason why Indiana didn't give him more money is because of his, uh, because of his attitude. I don't think he, I don't think he deserves more money as the, as a whole. If you're looking at talent alone, yeah, he deserves, you know, five year, 50 mil, but take $6 million away from that based on your attitude. And I, and I think that's where they, that's where they ended up. Yeah. And, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. So, so we'll see what happens with that. I didn't want to talk too much about it. Oscar Pistorius, Blade Runner, South African Olympian. Ampu- amputated from the upper shin down on both of his legs. Allegedly killed his girlfriend on Valentine's Day. I believe it was two years ago. Uh, his defense is that he thought it was an intruder who was in the bathroom, and then he changed it to saying uh, he didn't know it was just in self-defense, so he, so he shot up the bathroom. The defense and prosecution have rested in the case. The one thing that stands out to me about this case was him bawling his eyes out when he went on the stand. There were, <laughs> there were rumors that he took acting lessons before going on the stand to learn how to cry. Uh, this guy was the Lance Armstrong of South Africa. He was bigger than anything. He was the Blade Runner. 
And then all of this stuff comes out, and everybody's turned on him, and, and rightfully so. I mean, this, is, this seems like an open and shut case, but so did the O.J. Simpson trial. So he has to wait for closing arguments until August 7th. So that's a month from now. And I don't believe there's a jury in this case. I believe there's a panel of judges. So if he, he could potentially get life if it's premeditated murder, get 15 years if it's, I, I can't remember the actual phrase it was, but it was uh, something, something with self-defense and, and killing somebody, something in that regard. Or, you know, if the court system is corrupt, he could, he could walk away a free man because it was in self-defense and because somebody was on his property. So this will be the true test of South Africa as a country with regards to preferential treatment for top-tier athletes and top-tier celebrities. And we don't know much about it. I mean, obviously, we're not in South Africa. We're, we're thousands of miles away. I just don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. You know, everybody that experienced the O.J. Simpson trial, I remember I was in my seventh grade class. That's going to age me a little bit. I was in my seventh grade class sitting listening to it on the radio. And everybody went nuts when they heard the not guilty plea, when they heard the not guilty verdict. Yeah. Wasn't innocent, just wasn't guilty. So uh, that, that, that is ingrained, burned, singed into my, into my memory. So if everybody says this is an open and shut, why did the court case take so long? Why are all of these things happening? I know it's due process, but why are all of these things taking so long to transpire? Mm. Maybe the defense knows that they have an in. They're the ones that said they needed more time. They needed an extension for their closing arguments. A month. They need to pull together any possible evidence, any possible anything. They need to sweet talk the hell out of this panel to have their client go free. And I, and I don't think it's going to happen. I just, I, I mean, do you think, and we have two minutes left, do you think that celebrity can outweigh the law? Um, not at all. I don't think it, I don't think it should, and I don't think it ever, it, it, it never should have and never should will. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, you're human. No matter if you have celebrity status, no matter if you're the richest man in the world, regardless, if you, or the poorest man, if you make a mistake, I mean, you should be dealt with it, period. I don't no celebrity status could look over any moment, especially murder, dealing with murder, uh, even in a third world country. Like, you, you, you don't, your celebrity status should not ever go over, over the top of it. Yeah, no, it's true. Oh, he got me the boondock saints. Alex Clancy, Demery Lachey, taking tomorrow off. We'll see you guys Thursday. Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk, voiceamerica.com. for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. (laughs) 
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.